Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fixed. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire, empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hey friends, it's Laura and Jess here, just coming at you with a regular ole, just a regular schmegular. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we just did one of these, but I think it was Patreon, and I was trying to think before we came on, like, what has happened? What can I talk about? I'm sure we're going to fill up this entire hour with all the goodness, but how are you, friend? You know, I've been better. Yeah? What's going on? I feel like that. I mean, I already know what's going on, but would you, would you want to share with our, yeah, our friends I'm here? Just, I'm on the tail end of a, a nasty cold that Evie got at first. We went camping. It was such a magical experience on like two Sundays ago in the rainforest. And it was like this most magical, like such a perfect rounding out of the, like a summer of like Mama Evie adventure. And it was so fun. The next day when we were heading home, she started coughing and I was like, what the heck? And it's been just like a kind of a shit show ever since. <laughs> like she got it first and it's just like this deep, like chesty cough and runny nose. And then five days later I woke up and I, and I, I mean this kid, like, you know, I'm snuggling with her and sleeping with her and trying to keep her feeling well. And she's like sneezing and coughing, like in my mouth. <laughs> so I knew that it was going to happen. And then I got it. And just like the, the cough is like, well, it was a combination of the, it's a bad cough. and then sinuses just like rammed to the point where like it hurt to move my jaw because mm. everything was like so inflamed up there so just like raging headache and and then i'm kind of like coming their side of it but two nights ago i feel like we have business stuff to attend to but i'm just gonna dive right in yeah, we'll, it. it's gonna be an out of order schmegular i was laying on my left side you know pregnant and i coughed really 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 hard and deep and i like popped a couple, probably a few ribs out of place. Ow. <laughs> so the next morning, like I'm laying there like, oh, fuck. Like I just, I knew it. I've ha- it's happened before and it's so painful. You like can't really catch your breath, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then I went to the chiropractor the next day and it, he, he totally helped, like got, got them back in. But the aftermath of that, it's not like uh, pop the ribs back in and you're fine. It's like your muscles have been in spasm. And, and then that night, my, this just happened last night, actually, my left arm started going like radiating pain down my left arm. Like imagine like a growing pain. But then as the night went on, it was like a growing pain on like times a million. Like I literally wanted to rip my arm off my body. And so I I go to lay Evie down with, and I kind of dozed off with her a little bit. And I woke up and it was like, I woke up to some of the, I've been, I mean, I've given birth and I'm not going to compare this to birth because it's different, but 
it was some of the worst pain I've ever felt in my left arm. And I, I come out and I'm like crying and Rusty, Rusty's like, did the chiropractor adjust your neck? And my brain just went like, it went to this place of like, I can't even express to you. I had my first ever panic attack last night. <laughs> I started like, it was like, I was crying. And then I had this like shallow, I couldn't catch my breath. It was like a very shallow, like, like as I cried and I, everything went blurry. And I, at the time I was like, I was like, my neck is fucked. And so I thought that's why I almost fainted. But it's because I wasn't catching my breath. I wasn't br- fully breathing. I wasn't getting oxygen. So Rusty got me laying down. And then he like slowly just started like massaging my shoulder and my neck and like gentle traction on my neck. And I was like writhing in pain and like f- couldn't catch my breath. He's like, Laura, breathe. And he literally like counted me through breaths. He like took me. I, I just adore this man so much. I mean, already. But then he took all the tools that I've worked on for years in therapy. Like back when I was in chronic pain in like 2015. He, he went right back there and he like brought out those tools and he was talking me through things and like counting my breath. And it was so cool. Now looking back in the moment I was, my brain went to like, I like fractured my neck. I am going to be paralyzed. What's going to happen to this baby? Like I was worried about the baby. And meanwhile, my hands are on my belly and she's moving. Like none of it was rational, but in the moment it was so terrifying that I couldn't, I couldn't catch my breath which makes everything scarier, you know, when you can't actually breathe. So he finally got me like calmed down enough. And like, once I was able to find some stillness and lay on my back and allow that left arm to be fully still, it like, I think allowed some of the inflammation to go down. And my, like, it was, it dulled the pain dulled enough where I was able to fall asleep. I'm grateful that I can still sleep on my back at 23 weeks pregnant. And so I was able to get some sleep. This is on top of like a number of nights in a row of not sleeping well because of the coughing and <laughs> the headaches and Evie not sleeping well. I just like plus pregnancy and life stress. It was a lot and it was very scary. And then I wake up the next morning and like just my upper back, like where my ribs meet my thoracic spine, the, it, it's achy, like that post muscle spasm ache. So rationally, like as I'm thinking through the night, I'm like, it's, it has nothing to do with my neck. My neck is, he did adjust my neck, but he's a phenomenal chiropractor. My neck doesn't hurt at all. It's just like there's there was some pinching and and spasming going on at my thoracic, and that I, I actually called my chiropractor this morning, and he's so great. He jumped on the phone and sat and talked me through everything, and he was like, "It's it's coming from where the ribs meet the thoracic. There's spasming going on there." He's like, "All I want you to do today is rest, try and take a nap, and then maybe you can come in tomorrow, but like just just rest." So it was scary. Like I've never had. I don't know if anyone listening has ever had a panic attack, but. It was, it was terrifying. Oh, I have had my fair share. Yeah. <laughs> so I, had- it's not, yeah, it's not fun. And it's, uh, it's very scary, especially if you like, haven't gone through one before or like even haven't gone through one. In, I mean, it's scary every time, Yeah. but yeah, it really feels like, um, in some instances, like you're going to die. Not saying that you felt that way, but like to the extreme out of body. Like I I pictured myself driving away in an ambulance. And like right now I have have like this kind of trigger response with the, I don't want to be near or in a hospital, which I'll probably talk about later. But so I think all, all of it and just worrying about this baby and like, it was really, really intense. And like, it's hard to get your brain thinking. Fortunately, Rusty stayed so calm. He's like, he's just such a rock and totally just like kind of helped me come back to center. But you know, it was, it was really intense. So today's been, fortunately, Evie's at four school. Like she's feeling great. We do not have COVID. So she's there and she's out of the house. And then actually a good friend of ours, her best friend at school, her mom's going to pick her up, pick Evie up, and they're going to have a play date after school too. So 
we're just gonna I'm gonna have a day to kind of like did a little bit of work, but also probably just I've been allowing myself to sit and just like watch Gilmore Girls on the couch, and that's been very powerful because I I don't do that often, mm-hmm. and sometimes we need it, you know. Yeah, totally. So, so, so you're feeling better today, like in terms of like the arm. Yeah. I've definitely, the arm is achy, but it's nothing like it was last night. It's just like, okay, I've got like a dull ache in my arm. And then my, like my back on the left side, like between my scapula and my spine, it's just like, it's like that post spasm achiness. It's just achy, but I'm functioning. And I was able to like do a little flow this morning. And then like, as far as like the cold goes, I'm on the other side of that too. Like it doesn't sound great, but like everything's draining and the cough's not as bad. And I definitely feel like I've turned a corner there, but it's just been, I like don't get sick that often. And when I do, you know, I I'm grateful for it. I am not, we're big believers in this house that discomfort and sickness and like pain and stuff. They, it all serves a purpose. We take it as information, you know, and like, and every time I get sick, it's always, I can always pinpoint it to like, I have not been resting. I, I like went from like morning sickness and being like, pretty out of service, out of commission to like, I'm going to make up for lost time and doing like traveling and camping and like working and literally nonstop with Evie all summer. And now it's like the week she goes back to school, but it's like, okay, you know? So I like, I, I don't blame my body. And also when we get sick, I think this is something that I'm not talking about everyone right now, but something that I've seen on occasion with people that I know or people in the world, folks are really, really afraid of getting sick right now. Understandably so. It's been a very traumatic year and a half. But I think one thing to keep in mind, at least for myself, is that sickness is something that we as humans are supposed to experience because every time we get sick, it strengthens our immune system to then like be a a little bit more robust for whatever's coming next. And so I was thinking too, like it's been a long time. I haven't been sick in a long time. So, you know, it's kind of just time and I'd rather be sick now than in my like final month of pregnancy, knock on wood, hopefully that kind of you know, got this one and now I'm a little bit more robust, but yeah, it's not, it's not fun, but it's also a reminder to rest. It's a reminder of my body's strength and resiliency to the kind of like, you know, it's not, it hasn't been that bad. I never, no fevers, no body aches, just a cough and, and sinus pressure and a lot of snot and I'm, and I'm okay, you know, but it is, it's, it also sucks. So I'm in that season right now of like a lot of feelings coexisting. Uh, grateful for this pregnancy. I'm supposed to be in Coeur d'Alene right now with Brie on my way to visit my sister in Whitefish, but I postponed that trip because it just, it's not in the cards right now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drive 11 hours each way, not feeling my best with my four-year-olds. And it's not fair to her. It's not fair to my body. So I had to make the tough decision to push that back. But now we're just going to, I think we're going to fly in a few weeks and go see my sister and everything will be great. So that is kind of the latest in terms of just like the very, very, very most recent latest <laughs> to kind of kick us off and tell everyone why I sound this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the update. I know, I know. It's just, it, it feels like everything is so, there's such more of like an emotional response when you are pregnant. I mean, not trying to like blame pregnancy, but like everything is heightened, right? Because you're not only like protective of yourself, but you're protective of this little life that you're growing. And, you know, logistically things are can be harder, you know, with just all that. I'm curious because I'm sure you'll kind of like figure out if that the arm thing is going to be like a recurring thing. But when I was pregnant with Cammy, I never had this before, but I started getting like numbness and tingling in in both my arms. And like our provider 
you know, nothing was ever like structurally wrong with my like spine system, that whole system. But he was like, you know, a lot of times you develop like carpal tunnel type symptoms or like arm tingling and numbness like during pregnancy. Mine did not go away after I gave birth. It did not. I only in the last like year stopped having like uh, numbness and tingling in my arms while I was sleeping. Isn't that rat? Isn't that like so crazy? I've heard of it more in postpartum than during pregnancy. Yeah. So it started at the end of pregnancy for me and then like continued all through obviously like the last like four-ish years, which is just just bizarre to me, but no fun. (laughs) I mean, it's the greatest gift and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but also like sometimes it's hard. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Again, that both coexist. Both feelings are valid. Definitely hyper-emotional, hence probably the panic attack last night. And then also I'm a lot more irritable when I'm pregnant and a lot more Mm -hmm. like, in some ways I think it's a built-in mechanism, Mm -hmm. like mama bear, like just don't, don't fuck with me. Like I I don't have the patience for it, but in some cases, like I'm, my greatest intention is always to be patient with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so when I, like yesterday was not my finest parenting day and I'm okay to admit that Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. And so there was moments when I I talked to her in ways that I don't usually. And, you know, and then I always come back and I apologize. And we talked about that in the night, but I'm still like, man, <laughs> I understand the mechanism for being a little bit more like no nonsense. And, and I like the way it plays out in some ways, especially like with boundaries and stuff, but typically it doesn't, it doesn't play out to Evie. And yesterday I just wasn't as patient as I usually am. So give myself grace and knowing that uh, it's good for her to see me, my imperfections for sure. But it's also hard when I don't, speak to her in the way that I always want to, you know? Totally. So pregnancy, twenty, <laughs> which is wild. Truck <laughs> it along. You're going to have a yeah. baby sooner rather. So you're less. Okay. How about how do I word this? You're over halfway there. You're going to have a yeah. baby in less time that you've been pregnant. It's crazy to say like 23 versus 17. Like that's a, that's yeah. over a month. I do that a lot. Like when it was like, ah, that's hard. But at one point I was like, okay, like there's still only like a couple weeks difference. Like, and now I'm only a couple weeks, like less pregnant than I am, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. or less distance to birth and et cetera, whatever. You all know what I mean. <laughs> you I think. know what we're trying to say. And now I'm like, oh man, like I'm, you know, we're well into the, <laughs> the other side. Yeah. When does third trimester start again? Is it 28? I think so. Oh my gosh. I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That so sounds right. Definitely, definitely feeling pregnant. being sick and pregnant too like with evie i got a stomach bug at like 10 weeks but at 10 weeks you know i was nauseous i was like oh okay more puke cool but like this kind of sickness i never had i don't think when i was pregnant with her and it's definitely harder and also there's a lot of things you can't take even like super holistic natural and like reading every cough drop like oh shit there's like licorice and you know there's like certain things that you're not supposed to consume when you're pregnant and like rusty's like taking every single supplement in our whole pantry i'm like shit is he feeling good <laughs> no it got oh, him yesterday oh, oh no yeah he he it, like he, it, he held off for a long time but he kind of felt like on the verge mm-hmm. for like since i got sick and then as of like last night he's like this is not good is <laughs> so, rusty like a man flu type of guy like where he gets sick and it's like the end of the world or is he like pretty like no, he's not he's he, pretty tough so here an yeah. example of this he came back from australia when, right before we started like our big cross country trip and we were in, where did I meet him? I picked him up in LA. We had been like on a West coast journey in the van, picked him up in LA and we're like cruising back up the coast to go back up to my parents' house. 
we stop at my cousin's and he's like, I just really don't feel well. And he kind of spent the afternoon like on the couch in a blanket. And I was like, come on, man. Like we're never going to see my cousin, you know? And uh, he's like, I just, you know, I don't really feel that great. And then he went to bed that night and like had a couple days of like, he was feeling pretty crappy, but he totally just kind of like, I don't know. He kept his shit together and was still like drove, you know, everything. We get back to my parents' house and that, that hit me. <laughs> and it was, I have never been sicker. It was on, I mean, granted I was still breastfeeding like her and Evie got it too. She was like attached to my boob. So I know that made it probably worse, but I looked at him. I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I did not realize he's like, yeah, it's, it's bad. I'm like, okay. So he's always been like, kind of work through it. He'll, he'll like take his, he's home from work today. Cause I can't imagine he, like working with chainsaws and stuff feeling like this, but he'll like rest for sure. But he, does, he doesn't complain at all. And he'll still take care of stuff around the house and whatnot. So mm. he's a, he's a gem, that guy. Is he still, he's still working through the end of the month? Yeah, uh, through September. And then we will see what's next in on the horizon there. Fire is an interesting, there's times when I like didn't see him for chunks, huge chunks of time. And then it's like, when are you going to get a fire again? And he still is at the station. Is it still fire season? Like for the most part, or is it starting to wane? It is across the country, across the West Coast, just not where we are, like not mm-hmm. on the Olympic Peninsula. I mean, Evie and I just camped in a rainforest, you know, it's like, right. it's here, fall has definitely fallen and we expected him to get more roles out to Eastern Washington, but his season is ending a little bit unexpectedly early. And so we're just kind of figuring out what's next, but it's been really good, like helping him understand the work that he loves and what he wants to do. And it's like wildland fire, forestry, like that kind of stuff really, really calls to him. So he's good with the chainsaw. <laughs> Awesome. Very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine him yeah, rubbing up that chainsaw with like a flannel and like his beard and his like man bun, like long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Rusty. <laughs> it's very, very, uh, it's very fitting. And uh, we just celebrated eight years on Sunday, which is of marriage, which is wild. So that was really, that was like, there's again, like some joy in the midst of like, I wasn't feeling great, but like we still ate really good food. You shared your braised short uh, ribs short rib recipe for they got from magnolia uh, and we made like i kind of modified that and we made so through all this like not feeling great i still have an appetite and still can taste so like that's good still enjoying food by the it's interesting since i've had this cold i've been kind of like i don't feel great at the end of the day i think that's just probably from like swallowing <laughs> mucus and stuff but overall it's been great we made sour apple sourdough apple hand pies so using the crust from my ebook or my recipe book my sourdough crust and then the same like the apple filling, the apple pie filling. We just made little hand pies, like kind of in the shape of like epinatas. And those were phenomenal. And then the short ribs. And we went on that day, we went like foraging for mushrooms and it was, I mean, it last more than like 20 minutes. I was like, okay, that's about all I've got. But we, the chanterelles aren't quite ready, but it was just a really, it was a nice day. You know, we spent it with Evie. We are going, uh, we leave a week from Saturday. So when you're, uh, when you're all listening to this in like three days, we're leaving for a town called Lander, Wyoming. That we've been wanting to explore for a long time. It's just been on our radar. So we're flying out there with my mother-in-law for four days and she's going to give us one of the afternoon and evenings. We're going to have like a, a date day. So we'll get to have some alone time as a late anniversary celebration, but yeah, it was a good day. I'm just so grateful to be married to him. <laughs> Found my person, you know, it's special. It's yeah. so, yeah. I mean, it's been fun watching you guys like parallel along. I mean, just doing life, like not necessarily with you in the same vicinity, but just you know, celebrate each other and grow together and go through hard things and, you know, go through really joyful things. And it's like, you, you can just tell that, that you guys are there for each other. And that's really special. Yeah. It's bored. It's funny too. It's fun to think about actually that you have been 
in our lives as long as we've been parents. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is. Like, you'll, you know, I'll never know you. I'll never know parenthood without you in my life. I know. Oh, it is special. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. I know. So many good things. Hi friends, Laura here with a quick break to tell you a little bit about one of our absolute favorite products and companies. Our friends at Paleo Valley are on a mission to help people reclaim vibrant health, providing products that prioritize nutrient density in an industry that prioritizes everything else. They believe that every dietary choice and every added ingredient is a powerful opportunity to love and care for ourselves. And we couldn't agree more. I love the Organ Complex and C-Serum for everyday holistic health support. And the beef and turkey sticks are our favorite travel essentials when we're out in the van. And right now we are digging the super greens. They're organic, they're non-GMO, and they contain the actual ingredients that you can use that aren't going to cause inflammation. And right now you can get 15% off of your Paleo Valley order with the code MODERNMAMAS. Check it out. What else you got going on? Anything else you want to share? I think the last thing is I kind of touched on it on a Patreon a while ago, but we even I did like a food sensitivity or intolerance test. Oh yeah, I want to hear the results. It's called the Carol the Carol food intolerance test. I did it with my friend Dr. Emily Wiggins, who's actually going to be coming on the podcast. Her episode will air fourth quarter, I think December, talking about PMDD, which is just we'll get into that on the episode, of course. But I have a feeling a lot of you are going to want to listen. But so I went down there to Bend, and we had a wonderful week long trip and. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So it's like, she does a little ear prick and gets some blood. She did it for both Evie and myself. And I've done food tests in the past. Like I did one with Kim and it was great. But I also, those ones are very much influenced by like your current gut health and by like foods you've been eating a lot of. This Carol one is exclusively just like your blood. So it's never going to change over the course of your life, like unless you have a blood transfusion. And so I have been, well, I'll tell you what the results were, I guess, first. And then it's very, it's interesting and like fitting for our lives. So Evie's, or it tells you like your number one food intolerance. And then everyone has actually a food pairing. When you have two foods together that might not be an issue at all on their own, but you eat them together, the way that they like combine in your body can create an issue. So for Evie, her number one food sensitivity is eggs, which is not surprising. That kid has refused to eat eggs since she was like two. And the first time I ever gave her egg yolk when she was six months old, she threw it up. I thought it was just cause like I tried not to prop her a lot as a baby. And so I like fed her and then I'd put her on her belly pretty soon after. And I thought like it was just too close. Like I put her on her belly too soon after I fed her, but come to find out like eggs are, they don't work well for her. And she's been complaining of a belly ache lately, lately. And it's, we've been having a lot of like sourdough pancakes and waffles and those have a lot of egg in them. And then her pairing, which is actually the same as mine is the combination of fruit and cane sugar. So like, you know, processed sugar. So it, like brown sugar would fall under that, cane sugar, white sugar, all like those sugars when paired with fruit are an issue for her, which we don't have a lot of cane sugar in our house. But if you think about it, like a lot of really high quality chocolates and ice creams and stuff like still use organic cane sugar. So it has been tricky. And so we've noticed since we cut out eggs altogether, she hasn't been complaining about belly aches at all. And then since we cut out the fruit and sugar combo, she used to have kind of like a, she'd be sometimes a little bit distended in her belly, just kind of like a little, like, you know, super sweet, like little, little kind of baby belly that I thought was just, she was still holding on to just her awesome, you know, little, little kid fat. But what we've noticed is, yeah, she still has her like beautiful, incredible baby fat, but her belly's not as like distended now that we've cut that. So those are like the two major things we've seen with her. And then for me, mine is my number one is fish and it's heartbreaking 
for so many reasons, but it's also incredibly enlightening for years now. Like even since before Evie, I would have these like random nights of nausea where I lay down at night or just like random afternoons of nausea. And if you follow me, you know that I eat a lot of salmon. And when we were in Bend, actually the same day we took the test, we went to Emily's house and she cooked this delicious, like farmers, this, this beautiful cod that she got at farmer's market. And that night we get back to the, and I ate a lot of it. So I was hungry. We get back to the campsite and I finally got Evie down and I got so nauseable afternoon nausea. And I was talking to Kim about it cause it was when I was working with her and I'm like, it was, I was having salmon and like primal kitchen mayo like every day for lunch. So that's hard because obviously omegas and DHA and all that are so prevalent in fish. I'm just grateful I didn't know this first trimester. It's like I ate a ton, so it's getting to baby girl. And now I'll kind of have to get mostly get my omegas through raw dairy and organ meats and grass-fed beef because my some people have a secondary intolerance and mine is also eggs. So Emily was saying like, I don't necessarily need to avoid eggs like the plague as much as Evie does, but like I shouldn't have them as a daily thing. So like over the holidays, I'm going to bake pumpkin pie with egg with eggs in it, you know, that kind of thing, but just not like a regular occurrence. So, and then my pairing is the same as Evie's. It's the fruit and cane sugar. So we're getting creative. It's nice to, I like this kind of information, you know, 10 years ago, it probably would have been triggering for me and probably would have created some like dogma and issues around food. But now I'm just like, okay, this is information. I'm not going to freak out if I'm out to dinner and enjoying like a beautiful meal. The fish is pretty easy to avoid. It's like, I'm not going to order the fish dish, you know, but the eggs, I'm not going to like freak out about or the cane sugar and fruit if I'm out and doing whatever, but just like good to know at home, you know? So this morning I created a new sourdough pancake recipe and it has, I've actually been really okay at consuming, especially when combined with starter. Like we got some local flour from our friends at Finn River that grow their own grain grow and mill and everything, their own like really high quality, delicious grain. And for me, the quality of flour makes a huge difference. If I were to go out and eat some pizza, I this happened to me not too long ago. I ate some pizza with like, who knows what regular, it was like an Italian flour, but probably not highest, highest quality. And I didn't feel well, but I can like this morning, I made these pancakes with, with rye, which is already lower gluten. And then some of the flour from Thin River and some sourdough starter, some banana. What else was in there? Some coconut, a little bit of coconut sugar, baking powder, a little bit of salt. Anyways, and a bunch of spices and they were delicious and I had no issue. So just playing around with like finding different pancake and not recipes that don't have um, egg in them, which has been challenging, but I like a good challenge. Have you tried like cooking with any like egg, I don't know, like flax or like a flax egg or like, I don't, what's that? Yeah, I've done a flax egg. I think I could probably do it better. I didn't realize when I was experimenting that you have to let it sit mm-hmm. for a little bit to become mm-hmm. more like egg-like. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of was like gummy. So mm-hmm. I got to play around with that again. Does not work in our waffle maker. We need a new waffle maker, I think. Like I want to get a cast iron one. It just stuck like a, like a fiend. You know who has some egg-free stuff is Fed and Fit. Her website has a lot, a couple of like egg-free, I don't want to say a lot, but lots of egg-free like meals. I think she did a whole series on egg-free. And then they did like a couple like around Thanksgiving, some like egg-free desserts. And I know, I I want to say if it's not already up, they're working on it, but they did like a bunch of egg-free like cookie recipes. I don't know. I know the sugar is also part of it, but like, Sugar's fine, honey, maple syrup, like those are yeah. all fine. So she might be a good resource for, okay. for that. I'll check that. Yeah. At least to give you some like yeah. ideas, like, Stepping yeah, up. to kind of create your own stuff too. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause once you like bake a certain way for a little while, then it's easy to start to create your own. Once you understand the mechanism yeah. for like how the egg free stuff works. Totally. And then I'm going to get some organic cornstarch. Cause I've seen some like 
Evie really loves pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, like on Thanksgiving and Christmas, I am doing like the real thing. <laughs> but we like to have that kind of stuff around the house over the holiday season. So it's like a really good quality pumpkin pie filling is actually like pretty nourishing mm-hmm. and not this like we don't do that much sugar. So, anyways, I guess you can use like cornstarch. So I'm gonna try and find a really high quality cornstarch, but it's just fun to play around with this yeah. stuff. And I think even like bananas and applesauce can also be subs. Yeah. Or, and I want to even say pancakes I made this morning had a banana and I've tried like just eggless sourdough pancakes, like basically my recipe without the mm-hmm. eggs and that does not work, but mm-hmm. the banana made a huge difference. And then like a, a lot more baking powder. Yeah. Cause and like, I know pumpkin can also be a binder. And anyways, I'm going to screenshot cause I have that book, the how to bake everything. He has like oh, yeah. this whole thing about like substitutions and like vegan. It's technically, it's kind of like vegan baking yeah, that's i've been looking up like vegan recipes yeah. but then it, it'll say like soy milk and i'll just yeah use raw exactly milk. like you can just oil, yeah totally you can use the other the fats and things that like you want to use but it's really that comes down like the the key thing i think is that binder like the egg substitute you got this i can do it it's a good <laughs> challenge and i'd rather nourish my kid it's like especially with her if it was just me with the egg thing i'd be like eh, i mean i don't i won't like fry him up all the time yeah. to be honest like Two weeks ago, we get the, we get our eggs from farmers market, and they must have accidentally grabbed a fertilized one and put it in our <gasps> carton. And so Rusty had the pan like super hot, and he cracked this egg on there, and there was like a almost fully developed like no, fetus. Oh no! Yeah, and he like flipped out. I went and looked at it, and like neither of us has really wanted eggs since then, to be honest. Oh my god! So like right now, I'm not like super sorry. The dogs, I'm not super like heartbroken about it. But I, I know that I'll I'll be sad. And I also wonder, like, I'm going to talk to Emily if, like, maybe I can do duck eggs. I love yeah. duck eggs. And just play around. And I think, like, every once in a while in the baked, because, like, my zucchini bread and, like, some of my baked breads and stuff, I'm like, oh, they're so good. Yeah. And, like, we're, we're going to do cinnamon rolls for Christmas, and I'm going to use egg, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, a couple eggs in an entire batch. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think this is as big of a deal as, like, frying up a bunch of eggs and that kind of thing, so... Well, it's crazy that you say that because I've like taken a big break from eggs because it actually showed up on my food sensitivity test, like egg whites, essentially. So I took a big break, but now I've just like been craving and I have the perfect, I have it down, like the perfect, like jammy, soft boiled egg. And I do like a big batch and I have two every morning with like an English muffin and like pickled onions and oh my God, they're so good. much are you guys baking your own sourdough english muffins are you buying so i actually i told tim so we've just been buying them because i'm the only one that eats them or like really loves them like loves them them. oh my god i love them it's a local brand here in the heb it's fairly clean it's not perfect it's not gluten-free either and i i don't think they're sourdough but it's like a i'll see if i can find it but anyways we're gonna we have a book with a sourdough english muffin recipe and i told him that you had like kind of mentioned english muffins <laughs> sort of requested it. <laughs> <laughs> kindly requested it and so i think we're gonna try we're gonna try it out like before you come and see if we can we can get it down i've made i've oh. made them before sourdough um a long long time ago with some of his discard and they turned out okay but they weren't okay they weren't perfect so i'm gonna give it a try yeah it's on our radar too yeah. we've done like biscuits and a lot of different things, but not not sour. I don't know why we haven't done them yet. I don't. They don't seem they're not that complicated, hard. but it's like they're really not. They just take extra ingredients. Yeah. Well, and can you do like cornmeal? Because I think no. or similar, like a, a yeah, right? like semolina, something like a coarser. They need like a coarser, but I think that's just for coating. 
which you could obviously leave out, but I don't know if it would give you the same texture, like that classic English muffin texture. Anyways, I'm going to send you a whole bunch of recipes. I'll screen sh- screenshot okay. you some things. Done. In <laughs> case you guys missed it, we are, I get to go visit Jess. I'm, I, also, in case you've missed it, <laughs> our retreat is le- like basically just like a month and a week mm-hmm. away, a little over a month and a week. We are so excited. We do have two spots left at this, at the time of recording. So if you have been on the fence, go grab your spot. But I'm flying in a day early that I can have a day to just like be with Jess. And we'll probably see Melissa too. And we're going to go out to dinner and then sit in your incredible (gasps) outdoor space that you have so beautifully created, um, which I've been counting down for. (laughs) And then make breakfast together. And then we're going to drive to Austin and welcome all of our attendees. And I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. It's, it was like 57 degrees this morning, which we call this like fake fall in Texas. I'm sure there's going, it's like just a, a, a moment blip in the map and then it's going to get hot again <laughs> and then real fall will come. But it has been so nice. Yesterday we kicked off our shoes and we played soccer in the backyard with bear because he's he's playing soccer now and then we just like sat in our little adirondacks tim and i and like listened to some music and like drank i drank like a topo and he drank a little seltzer and it was just like so nice the weather is about to be just beautiful you're coming at the re- the perfect time i'm so excited amazing is that the only well, other business thing that we have the the retreat i there's, I, there's a review oh yeah <laughs> Okay. Kind of fun to do it halfway. Yes. (laughs) Let's do that. And then do we have any Um, Patreon peeps? I didn't even think about that today. This is from R. Sorens. Sorens? Five stars. Get your weekly dose of silliness, knowledge bombs, and fun. That's it. I love it so much. (laughs) Come listen to us for silliness, knowledge bombs, and fun. That's what we tend to typically be. I feel like my past two catch-ups have been a little more intense, panic attacks, and feelings about the world. But overall, I still think that stands true. Lots of silliness and currently sniffles, knowledge bombs, and fun. And I think a lot of those knowledge bombs, we try and drop some, but I also feel as though um, our guests have really, really come through with some serious knowledge bombs. On that note, if y'all have any, as you've probably seen or I guess heard over the past few months, we've shifted to this schedule of a regular catch up, a, a creamy topical catch up, and then a guest, which means we're not having as many guests on, which we seem to be getting good feedback about that. That said, we want to be incredibly picky about the guests that we do have. So if you have some like dream guests here on the podcast, if you could shoot us an email or a direct message and recommend that person and we will reach out because you really want to be, I mean, every guest we've had is amazing. And the guests who reach out, they're all amazing, but we also want to make sure that we're choosing based on what you all want to hear. And then on the same note, if you have anything that you'd like Jess and I to share our journeys about or on, be sure to let us know and we can, it'll help to form our topical list of what we're going to talk about there. So yeah. Any luck on your end, friend? Yes. I wanted to echo that because I feel like we did a call for question or like call for topicals a while back. And I feel like we mostly worked through all of those. So we're ready for some new, new ideas. And I really will say like, we got so much good feedback on the camping one and that it was fun. It was like, not even, don't get me wrong. I love to go deep on like topics that are like really meaningful. And I think camping is meaningful by by any means, but like, you know, like I love to dive into some, I don't know, lighthearted things. Is that wrong? Is it wrong to want lighthearted topics? The world doesn't feel that lighthearted right now. So I feel like if we can be, Hey, that person, the review said they're our daily dose our weekly dose of silliness. And so I think we need to make sure we continue (laughs) that balance of some silly, 
And so yes. <laughs> on that camping one note though, I've gotten a lot of feedback, both in my own DMs and like on comments and stuff for that post for that episode that folks are excited about the idea of like a family kind of camping retreat set up. So yeah. stay tuned. It's coming in the next couple of years. I promise you it might be in the Pacific Northwest. It might be in Lander, Wyoming. So <laughs> hint, hint. So keep an ear out and an eye out. And if you missed that episode, I talked about a dream of mine to have like a space, a big old space. And that's our plan with my mother-in-law and host like both family camping retreats that are like, we have, we kind of help you. We do everything for you. You just show up and you get the camping experience. And then also like female and or mama retreats where we get to come away for a while and get hikes and, and just time together, which will be amazing. And it'll be anyone identifying as female. So that's going to be fun. Anyways. <laughs> You had some business. No, yeah, I just, we have one new Patreon since our last catch up, and it's Aaron. Aaron, I I'm gonna butcher your last name. Aaron Chesak, Chesak, Chesak. Aaron C is a new Patreon member, and we're so excited to have you. I think she's coming to. Is she coming to the retreat? I feel like she is. I believe. I believe she is. Yeah. And so, oh, I'm just so pumped. I love that when, and I think she's also like sitting in our DMs right now. So I just love getting to know like new to me, at least people, you might've connected with her, Laura, but like new to me people. And then I get to like, hopefully see her in person. So welcome, Aaron. We will give anyone hugs. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I will always. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I won't push my hug on you, but just know that my arms are waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Arms arms in my heart. Yeah. So in my belly, (laughs) I'm probably going to bump a few people. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I think that's all the business. Yeah. Now, now that I've talked a lot and we've done some business, what is up in your neck of the woods, my friend? Um, You know, mostly good things. I think I am, it's hard to like know where to start. I think life has ultimately gotten a lot simpler post getting off of my personal face or Facebook, Facebook, I've been on Facebook and forever Instagram page. And, you know, I've mentioned this and it's hard to know what I've said on like the catch up episodes here or versus like Patreon, but being off has opened up a whole new world for me in terms of really dialing into what's most important to me. So I, I was talking with, with our mutual friend, Alexis, is going to be at the treat, retreat too. And I was just talking to her today and she just so happened to be the one who like voxered me in a moment where I was like very introspective and like doing a lot of thinking. I, I rarely get to drive like that much these days. And so I was in the car and it's where I do all my best thinking and boxing when I'm just like sitting there solo. And she just kind of like asked me what was going on. I was just explaining, like, I just really have this deep desire it's not to withdraw or isolate. It's more to like simplify my life. And I've gotten this like deep, deep nudging to focus on my family. I've always been focused on my family. Like I don't want to say that I haven't been, but they have shared a lot of my time and attention with like the work that I do and all of the other many multifaceted interests that I have. And I think that's totally fine. And I think that for me, there's just definitely been seasons in life where attention and focus have shifted because it has to, or because that's where my creative energy was going. But for whatever reason, and it could have something to do with the changing of the seasons, which we also got a question about, I feel like we can talk about today too. But like this deep desire to just kind of like gather my people 
and not just my family, but like the people that are like most close to me. And so I think my life has really like what's going on in my life has really been reflective of that desire. And so a lot of it is creating my home and it's not like, Oh, I've just been decorating the house. You know, it's, it's more to do with, cause I haven't really been decorating. I am not a style person by any means, but it's more creating a safe place for my family and for the people that like we invite into our home where I just want them. I think I mentioned this a couple episodes earlier. Like we, I went to a new friend's house because bear was having a play date with her daughter and bear's best friend is a little girl in his class. She is the coolest kid. I just think she is like absolutely just phenomenal kid. She's so funny. But if you ask him anytime, he's like, who's your best friend right now? He'll, he'll say her name or whatever. So anyways, we got invited over. And when I walked in, it was like, oh, like this feels really comfortable. Like it, it wasn't like their house wasn't messy, nor was it clean. It wasn't minimal, nor was it like overwhelming. It was just like a home that you could tell that people lived in and enjoyed living in. And like, you enjoyed being in that presence. There was like jazz music playing in the background and like the windows were open and you know, like there's a lot of like board games out and just like you could tell that they really lived there. And when I left there, I was like, wow, like I was really just trying to think to myself, why did that feel so good? And how can I recreate that in my home? And why am I like longing for that feeling So long story short, we've been really focused on, I've been really focused on chasing that feeling, I guess, that I had in that friend's home. And so that kind of spurred the Sunday night dinner tradition that is still going strong. I'm actually just really, really continue to be excited about. And, you know, sometimes I've been having a conversation, another conversation with our mutual friend, Molly via Voxer. And she was talking about how inspired she was to hear me talk about Sunday dinners and how she really wanted to do that. But she has like younger kiddos. And so sometimes like cooking in the kitchen is like not really that feasible. And so we were talking about it. I'm like, yeah, of course it's not like you can't like right now, my kids are five and eight. And for the most part, they can go entertain themselves or they can like play with Tim or go outside And they don't necessarily need me 24-7. So we kind of talked about ways, like people who are interested in doing something like that, but maybe not like necessarily wanting to cook everything from scratch or not have the time or ability. So we talked about like choosing meals that are a little less time intensive or, you know, homemaking your meat dish or whatever. And then just like cooking from box, like a cake or just buying, picking up something from the store that's a little bit special. So we talked about how to like recreate that. Sunday dinner experience in ways that are like more conducive to the season of life that you're in. And I'll be honest, like, I don't know what is going to happen from the Sunday night dinner stuff. Maybe nothing in terms of like business wise or content creation, but I just know that it's really been pulling me to like continue and go deeper and explore. So like, I, does this this make sense? I'm totally rambling. (laughs) It makes a ton of sense. I'm I'm picturing so we have these really good friends in Santa Cruz called the Oregans, and they're like a little younger than our parents, but you know, older than us. And they have kids that are like a little younger. Anyways, every time I walk, she bakes, she's actually one of the people that got me turned on sourdough because she made me, she brought me a loaf from of tartine mm. when I was in postpartum, this whole thing. So anyways, I'm just, all I see in my head right now is their house. Mm. Same thing. Like the kitchen is beautiful, but it's used. Mm-hmm. 
and there's like books and games and the windows are open and everything is just like beautiful and wooden and lived in. Mm -hmm. And I like resident always aspire to like someday have a home that feels like that. Yes, exactly. And that is what like, I think that's what in my, my heart is longing for. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about it a lot because I don't want it to be like, now all I do is cook these beautiful, slow meals and bake home, like, you know, home baked goods and stuff. There's definitely, it's like 80% of the time, like during the week, it's like fast, quick meals are kind of boring. Not always, but you know what I mean? Like things that are easy, that I'm comfortable cooking, like in a pinch, but I just have this deep desire to kind of slow down in all areas and nothing, there's nothing like cooking something that requires your time and attention to like really slow you that's down. That's why sourdough has been so I know. <laughs> and that's like, I, of course I've watched, watched your journey and I've been like, oh, that's really cool. And I've heard you talk time and time again about it, but it's like, it wasn't until, I don't know, I guess I needed it that it started to like call yeah. me in. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And be, yeah. And beyond the sourdough stuff too, just like, like slow cooking mm-hmm. this time of year, especially for me, like in the summer, it's like throw some meat on the grill, put it, throw together a salad, delicious, mm-hmm. you know. But in the in the winter, it's like the, the wintertime foods take time. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like they and they take more of that like intentionality. And they to me, they feel. I'm actually really excited to have not to get on a tangent. I'm excited to have a, a winter baby mm-hmm. because that like it's sitting in and like the nourishing foods and the broths and the soups yeah. and the, everything like postpartum. It's going to be powerful. There's just so much healing in both making it and in consuming it. Which brings me to a question for you. Yeah. Feel free to not answer this if you don't want oh, to. I'll but it. we had about like your food journey and like kind of what you're eating and balancing things and being more intentional about like your macronutrients and everything. On Sundays, is that kind of just like not a thing? It's not a thing. Don't mind me, just getting my hydration on. (laughs) As much as I make sleep and movement and eating nourishing foods a priority in my life, the one thing I always struggle with is getting enough water in my day. Since I got back into regular exercise and heavy lifting, I've started using Element Electrolytes in my water to encourage me to drink more. As the weather heats up and my sweating kicks into high gear, really just by going outside in Texas, not only do I need the water, I need the salt, the magnesium, and the potassium too. Not gonna lie, we've also been known to make a mean margarita with the citrus salt flavor. Oh yeah, us too. So delicious, a little bit of kombucha, a little bit of citrus salt, a little tequila, hard to go wrong. That said, We more often use it for our adventures. So for instance, I will fill a water bottle with water and a packet of electrolytes when we go out on our long hikes, our big adventures, and even when I'm traveling, whether in the van or flying, it's so important to keep that hydration and to keep those essential minerals in our bodies all the time. And every single morning, I start my day with the raspberry electrolyte drink before coffee, before anything else, And I really feel like I've noticed a huge difference in my overall energy and overall hydration throughout the day. That's amazing. And one of the best parts is you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. I mean, that is the kind of customer service that we need in our lives. Absolutely. And because we love Element Electrolytes so much, our community members can claim a free Element sample pack, which is seven packets, one of each flavor. And all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping, which is $5 for US customers. All you do is go to drinklmnt.com forward slash modern mamas to claim your freebie and try out our new favorite way to stay hydrated. We hope you love it. Stay salty, friends. And that's the thing that like I told myself because I do feel really, really good eating mostly balanced, like 
protein. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of plan my meals again and I'm transitioned off of like really, like really, really tracking. But my plates are always like, it's okay. It's I want a bulk of protein. I want carbs on the side. I want fat here. Like I know what my plate should look like to that, that kind of leave me feeling physically nourished but sundays are for nourishing the soul like that's what i told mm. tim i was like this is soul food like not in the like you know the term like soul foods like southern food but like this is food for the soul and this is very important for me to be able to do this just to be able to live what i consider like a very balanced like nutritional lifestyle that gives me like everything yeah. that i want you know like a healthy physically active body where like my stomach feels good 80% of the time and like in terms of like gut health versus like on Sundays, but everything is still, even though like I'm eating probably a lot more dairy than I normally would or a lot more sugar potentially depending on the dessert or maybe not gluten-free, like it's still, I'm still really being intentional with the quality of food that I can, like the ingredients that I choose. Totally. You know, it's funny because I now knowing what what I've been learning, like both egg yolk and fish, obviously like really high quality sources of DHA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? And, and Emily's like, you need to be getting a lot of raw dairy in mm-hmm. and organ meats and grass fed meat to still get mm-hmm. that like animal, animal DHA. I'm like, I have been eating more dairy than ever. And I feel so good. That's so amazing. Like I just, it's just funny how you can kind of like figure out what works. And same thing with, we got like local Finn river flour. Like I was saying, I think I was telling you that. And and like, I'm doing fine with that. Yeah. Um, I add some starter, but even if I don't ferment it and if I make pancakes or whatever, like it's fine. It's just figuring out what serves us in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it, the similarly, like for you, you didn't go into counting macros or like tracking food as much to just for the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to feel good. You wanted to thrive. And so in order to thrive, a huge part of that is also like soul food. Like oh, you said. totally. And this is where I probably... So like I I had mentioned before that like I I felt some shame around like kind of doing the whole like tracking thing for these specific goals but I you know I did it in a way that felt comfortable with me it's the the mindset where like not all coaches who you know m- you might work with but a lot of coaches were like well you know you can't just go off the rails and like expect to see the progress yeah. and it's like no I I don't consider it going off the rails a and b like this is not sustainable. Like you have to have built in, or at least in my, my very, very humble opinion, you have to have the ability to enjoy food like with people. And I was listening to that. I mentioned that I started listening to the food people podcast from Bon Appetit. And there was an episode with this chef on there and she's like, Oh no, it was Ina Garten. It was Ina Garten who I just adore. Like, I think I started watching her on the food network. Like when I was like in my, in college years and she was like, I cook for people. Like I cook to, to watch like my husband and my, my sons and the people that I gather, like to watch them enjoy it, to draw them to me, like to experience like the art of gathering, you know, and obviously like we can, I can enjoy my own food and I deeply do. And I, and I do cook for myself, but it's this idea that like, that's what I want. Like when I do Sunday dinner, like I want it to like draw my people in. I want my kids to be like, what are you making? And can I help? And we sit around the dinner and like Cammie's been, you know, setting the table and she's got this eye for, she loves a good vibe. She creates vibes. And so she's got candles and like all these special things out. And every, after every dinner, like that's the best thing I've ever eaten. And like, I love your cheesecake was better than that other cheesecake we ever ha- we had the last time that they ate cheesecake. And it's just like creating 
using food to create moments is kind of what I'm trying to say in a very rambly way. And it creates a special relationship with food for your kids too. They understand that like food serves us in multiple ways. It doesn't just, it's not just calories. Mm -hmm. It's not just macro or micronutrients. It serves us also in like the emotional capacity in my opinion. And from what I've seen, even when I like used to work a lot, one-on-one with clients, if anyone, if people decide they want to like forego that, that service of food altogether and just focus on macros and not enjoy it, it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. I've not, not one time mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. experience, have I talked to or known anyone or worked with anyone who's it's lasted with that's been their, their focus. And I got to the point where I didn't, I wouldn't work with anyone if that was all they wanted to do because I, I knew it and I, I knew it wouldn't serve them. Totally. And that's where I was like, to this transition where like, okay, I did this for a specific goal. And now I could feel myself being like, I can't maintain this forever. Like I miss you know, whatever, like X, Y, Z, whatever it is, insert, whatever. Like I miss just having that and enjoying it. And I knew then that like in order to maintain a lot of these like lasting changes, it was going to have to be much slower and it's going to have to be realistic and very much like fit into like the overall lifestyle that I want to lead forever. So yeah, 100% on there with you. I also want to throw out if anyone is into the Great British Baking Show, it is starting tomorrow, I think. (laughs) Yep. And so I'm so excited. It's just like this whole season, I guess to kind of round out, I'm sure there's much more stuff I could talk about, but to round out, like I, this is my season. Like this is the, the, the season of the year that I live for. I live and breathe for going into the fall and the holidays. And in my mind, like just really being around family and the great British baking show is part of that to me and binging on it and the kids like to watch it. And so we're going to be doing a lot of that. We've been keeping up with our Harry Potter kind of, what did I call it? Harry Potter Fest? No, I can't remember. Anyways, every Friday we're doing like, we're watching one of the Harry Potter movies until the end of October. And then we've been doing like little special snacks and stuff. And so last weekend it was these little witch hat, like crescent roll things. And what was the other thing that we did? Oh, the every flavored beans. I bought some off of Amazon. The kids. It was disgusting. I mean, the first one Cammy ate before she like oh, really realized what she what they were. She's like, "Oh, they're just jelly beans. They're so good." She ate a vomit flavored one and just ran. They actually get it's like actually a vomit yeah. flavor. Yeah. Holy hell. So she ran like kind of ah, like spit it onto the trash can and then she was like much more cautious. Like they have a key on the back of the little box that's like this one, this one. It looks like this. It tastes like vomit. If it looks like this, it tastes like I don't even know, like dirt. And they like really do taste terrible, like really bad. So that was fun. <laughs> Tomorrow, we're going to make some wands with chocolate and pretzels. And it's just going to be fun. And some more butterbeer. Like they've really been enjoying the butterbeer experience. And like that is the thing. Like it's like adding this rhythm to this this season of like on the Friday we're gonna do this and they look forward to it and they talk about it and now the kids in their class are like asking them what are you gonna do like today like what's what's your snack gonna be and so um, it's just been fun for to watch them get excited so that's still going on this this Friday or this Sunday the kids are actually not gonna be here and Tim and I are gonna use your sourdough pizza crust and we're gonna do like a fancy pizza night like not one that the kids would probably eat with like prosciutto and like fig jam and especially all those flatbread because oh. i like my pizza like that like 
been fancy. He's like, oh, so you're having flatbread? <laughs> oh, yes. Fancy. <laughs> He's like, pizza should have like pepperoni and olives and mushrooms and that's it. <laughs> or sausage. Well, and I asked him, I was like, what do you want? And he's like, just make me whatever you're making. I'm like, okay, but this is going to be like fancy. He's like, okay, whatever. So he's giving me carte blanche to like make whatever. But typically he is very much like rusty. Like, just give me some pepperoni and call it a day. <laughs> So we're going to we're going to make your pizza and then we're going to make I'm going to make a homemade Caesar salad. So I'm going to actually use like egg yolks and like anchovies just because like I want to see what it tastes like. You know, I've always only ever had like Caesar salad dressing from like a bottle. I don't think I've ever ordered a true Caesar salad from like a restaurant. So we're going to make some croutons, some homemade croutons, which is also in your book. Like I bought your ebook so long ago and i was like i need to find it so i had to search through my computer i found it all as well so i've got your sourdough recipes to cook from on sunday and then we're gonna make these giant tim is like a cookie fiend so i'm gonna make these giant like bakery style chocolate chip cookies and those that's the big thing that's that's really it we're finishing up the backyard bought a picnic table we've been doing work out there we are saving we've been saving for a while for a nice fire pit so we're getting that soon and it's really that's been fun oh i promised i would give an update in my newsletter i (laughs) wrote that i am a proud member of the itty bitty titty committee now (laughs) the ibtc and it's so funny because like meanwhile i'm going the opposite direction (laughs) i know well and so that's the thing like my i have always been like a small a like growing up and then of course I got pregnant and had kiddos and then it went like B, C, like big C, depending on like where I was in my nursing journey. And, but they never went back down, honestly. And I think it was like, you know, just a lot of shifts in like my body postpartum. And now that like, I'm kind of settling back into like my, I, I guess what you would call like my natural body type, the, the girls are gone. <laughs> And I, so I had recently purchased these like nice new bras from Soma, but they like don't fit anymore at all. Like literally like it's gap, like there's nothing in the cup. So I finally told him, I was like, I've got to get a new bra. This is ridiculous. Like it's just, there's nothing in here. And so I'm trying out the pepper, pepper bras, which came highly recommended for, for gals with smaller chests and i i forgot to take the tag off today i'm still i'm like literally feeling it right now and i still have the tag on but i wanted to try it out and so far this bra if you have smaller girls it's someday i'll be back there (laughs) well i mean it just it feels like it feels right it just feels so right so it feels really, really great glad to report it i've only been wearing it for a day but i'll keep you guys posted so far so good and was that all I was going to say about the pepper bra? I think so. Yeah. Pepper. 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 I, have, I do have a, a link, I think, if anyone wants a discount. But I didn't want to give like a recommendation until I'd actually tried it out. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the big things. Food, hey, boobs. boobs, and oh. that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> and finding a lot of peace. Yeah. Like it's, I bet you if we were to go back like a month or two ago to a catch-up. Mm-hmm. Like you're, there wouldn't have been, there would not have been as much peace in your voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure does make my heart happy. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this today too. It was like, I don't necessarily, sometimes these thoughts just come to my brain and I was like, you know, am I happy? And I'm like, am I happy? Am I happy? Like, I 
for me, I guess, and then I shifted my mindset around. It. I was like, I don't necessarily need to be happy because to me that implies that like you're not ever sad, right? Like you're you're always just happy and everything's great. Like I just want to. I it's more like this deep like contentment almost like a solid feeling of like knowing who I am and what I need and what's important to me. And that is like solid. Like that's hopefully something that won't really waver that much when I'm truly feel like I'm doing, I don't know. It's like not necessarily happiness. It's not necessarily joy though. That is important to me, but it's just a feeling. It's like, I feel settled if that makes sense. Yeah. So content. Yeah content even even when things are hard like i still want to channel that contentment with with what i currently have like right in front of me so that's where i'm at and that's the end of my ramble and here we are (laughs) oh that was a good one i was like because we were supposed to record on tuesday but i felt like i was like slowly dying i couldn't talk for more than five minutes without coughing so i'm glad we recorded today It, it was I think much needed. And I'm glad we, you know, obviously there's hard things still happening in both of our lives, but I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about some things that were really feeling good because it's easy for yeah. me sometimes to, even in those moments when things are hard to get really like focused on it and talk about it. I think I should talk about it, but you know, like just get kind of distracted by it in mm-hmm. a way that's for me, not always productive. Like kind of consumed. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So it's fun to talk about the good things too. Yeah, it is. I love that we just dove in today. I know. Do we, is there anything else we need to talk about that was like business? I feel like. I don't think so. This is a good, feel good episode. Sounds good. All right, friends. Thanks everyone for listening. We love you too. And we'll chat at you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Bye.